I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio one till four, and then after four o'clock, uh, what is it? Oh, it's the iHeart app for the John and Ken on demand podcast. Uh, listen to what you missed. Very nice. Sorry. Next hour, we will bring back the Moist Line people to the John and Ken Show after a two week absence. And after uh, maybe three or four weeks, we will throw a hack into the dumpster in the three o'clock hour. So, Stand by for all that. There's a lot we got to get to this hour. We're going to talk about the update on those Las Vegas teenagers who ran down the bicyclist who turned out to be a retired chief of police from the city of Bell, California. He retired to Las Vegas and he was killed by a couple of giggling teenagers, one behind the wheel of a car. They actually took video of them running this poor man down and killing him. And there's an update on the story you need to hear coming up the next segment. But we begin with another excellent report from the I-Team at NBC4, and it's about the poor restaurant business. And the problem, sort of, with the restaurant business when it comes to being robbed is that they do probably still accept a lot of cash and keep it at the restaurant till they can put it in the bank. Uh, here's Joel Grover and the team at NBC4. You don't hear much about this, but thieves have been targeting restaurants all across the city, putting employees and sometimes you, the customers, in danger. Restaurant owners tell me the city is doing little or nothing to stop them. At 3.23 on a Saturday morning, two cars roll into a restaurant parking lot and out come a group of masked men. With crowbars in hand, they try breaking down the door of Jar Restaurant on Beverly Boulevard. It takes only a minute and they bust in. They run through the restaurant and find the safe and try to break 
break it open. This is disgusting. Suzanne Tracht, Jar's owner, is one of America's most accomplished and well-known chefs. They just come in, they smash open your cabinet. They don't care. They have no regard for anything. Anything that you work for. I work hard. Lately, thieves are smashing their way into restaurants across the L.A. area, like Home State in Sherman Oaks, which has had seven burglaries in seven months. Like this one where a thief used a hammer to break open the safe. At Marmalade Cafe in Calabasas, thieves shattered a glass door last April, then dragged the safe right out of the restaurant. They tried to do the same thing at Marmalade's Sherman Oaks branch three weeks later. All the wires here. But there's no video of it. They cut all these, all these wires over here. Because the crooks first disabled the 16 security cameras before trying to saw into the safe. They actually tried to slice the safe yes. open. Three of the seven branches of Marmalade Cafe have been burglarized this year. I think this has been a deterioration in the feeling of safety in our city. The I-team crunched the crime data and found that burglaries at restaurants are way up, 103% from 2019 to 2023. Like that break-in at Jar last month, where the thieves pulled the safe out of the wall and carried it away with $2,000 inside. That was all on a night when at least two other nearby restaurants told me they were also burglarized. It's scary. This, this needs to stop right away. Most of the crooks are targeting restaurants in the middle of the night, but that wasn't the case last year at the legendary Casa Vega in Sherman Oaks, opened in 1956 by Rafael Vega, whose daughter Christy now runs it. The city is looking the other way and pretending it's not happening. She says Casa Vega has been hit by thieves 10 times in the last three years, several times when customers were inside eating. Thieves were breaking into your customers' cars during business. At 7 p.m. with valet parkers running after them. Christy now pays for this armed guard during business hours and says she spent half a million dollars to beef up security like a high fence around her patio and steel gates securing her office. I buy it by the six pack. Back at Jar on Beverly Boulevard, the owner now arms her employees with pepper spray in case they spot someone suspicious while leaving work. I've taken this out several times and they see it and they run. What is LAPD doing about the rise in restaurant burglaries? LAPD Commander Giselle Espinoza speaking to the I-Team. She says police are now sharing information about these break-ins to all their divisions across the city, but no dedicated task force has been set up to tackle the a huge rise in restaurant burglaries. 103% increase. Does that increase in numbers concern you? Absolutely. She believes more cops are needed and prosecutions need to be tougher when these crooks are caught. When they go through the judicial process uh, and they are prosecuted and sentenced, I believe that people should serve their minimum sentencing. But for now, restaurants are putting up steel gates. A deterrent for anyone entering the restaurant space. And taking matters into their own hands. It's bad. It's so bad. It makes me not want to be in the city. That's from what? NBC4's I-Team and Joel Grover is the reporter. There. Boy, we're screwed. We've got a do-nothing mayor. Karen Bass is completely inept, overmatched, lazy, not interested. How, how could this be? All what happens on October 1st with the new no-bail stuff? How does this enter there's into it? There's going to be no bail for these criminals. We spent a lot of time on the car thieves, but what about people and, that smash into restaurants and try to steal safes? Well, and, I guess, and, again, it's not... Uh,
considered violent. So M Michael Moore, the do-nothing police chief, when he gets the uh, memo on his desk that restaurant uh, break-ins are up 100%, what does he do? Take a nap? And usually they, they, they assign a task force. They didn't even do that. No, no, we didn't even get the task force. <laughs> so, so Karen Bass does nothing, doesn't care. The business owners have to spend an ungodly amount of money by putting up putting up iron gates. And if if you saw the video and and it's online at NBC Four LA, I think that's the name of the it is yeah website. You gotta, you gotta see these 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 goons come in and they got all the stupid hoodies on, right? Yeah, you can't do, tell who yeah. it is. I'm glad we have all these video cameras. You, you you can't tell at all who these people are. And they and, have this equipment that sparks as they try to uh, right. right. And, and they got these uh, these big weapons, and they're banging away and banging away, smashing until they get something uh, loose. Something something opens up, and then uh, and then of course we got Gascon, who has completely destroyed the county because none of these people get prosecuted, and they know they're not going to get prosecuted, so they just keep doing this every day. You heard the police officer in the story there. She said that the problem is they go through the judicial process and uh, they don't even serve the minimum. Right. We're not seeing it. So so, so, so everybody's got to live it's like catch and release. So right. everybody's got to live like this where you go to a restaurant and, you know, of a group of thugs wearing their stupid hoodies are going to going to raid the place. And, and now a and, lot of restaurants are not accepting cash because, you know, if you break into a restaurant and you find a few thousand dollars, you're going to come back. Because you know that they keep cash in there. So these restaurants are just going to have to change their method of doing business, and you're going to be out of luck. I mean, that doesn't encompass a lot of people, but a lot of people still use cash to buy food at restaurants. Who wants to live like this? Why is Karen Bass creating this situation where we have to live like this? We can't even go out to dinner? Why does Michael Moore not care? Cars being broken into. I love that with valets are chasing after them. Yeah, They're going to turn to San Francisco, aren't That's they? right. And and all all regular people are supposed to fight this, right? You know, assistant uh, managers, valets, waiters. What, they're all supposed to track these uh, these bastards down? They're going to uh, stabbed and, and Gascon, and Gascon doesn't care. I, does he laugh at night when he watches? Like, when, when I assume these people watch the news. Maybe they don't watch the news because they don't care. But when Bass is on her sofa, sitting on her on her big round one, looking, looking at uh, Channel 4, the investigative piece of the week. What's her reaction? Does she care? Does she because, say, wow. Oh, that's awful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, Hope and they so, solve that problem. Same thing with Michael Moore. It's like, wow, it's up 100%. I didn't know that. Hey, did you hear that? It's up 100%. <laughs> and does Gascon laugh at all this because he's here for the destruction? That's his big laugh. He gets to single-handedly destroy uh, the city. Yep. And everybody's comfort. No consequences, no punishment. We don't want to put anybody in jail. So what if they steal stuff? Nobody's going to want to live here. No, I wouldn't. Stay. My place got robbed like six times in the in this year. I'd probably be folding up. Yeah, I've been to those marmalades uh, before. We've been to my wife and I've been to several of them. Well, they're good restaurants for the ladies. Yes, it is a ladies' restaurant. It's a lot of salads and stuff. Yeah. Yes, it's a Deborah restaurant. Yeah, I guess, I've right? been. I've oh, been. of course, yeah. No, no, Marmalade Wait, Cafe. Every time we've gone to Marmalade has not been my suggestion. <laughs> I was thinking when you said that, I'm yes. like, are you kidding me? You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right, well, we now know their names. The uh, teenagers that ran down the former Bell police chief in Las Vegas. They killed Andreas Andy Probst. Age 64, he was out riding his bicycle. They made a video of it. They were riding along. They had already hit another car, and they just thought this was fun. Joy riding around a stolen Hyundai Elantra. 
This is back on August 14th. So their names we now know are Jesus Ayala, who was the driver who just turned 18. And his uh, friend was uh, Zamir Keys, age 16. They made a court appearance yesterday. We have a bit of a stunning update from a Las Vegas television station because uh, the older teenager, Jesus Ayala, basically told the cops when they took him to uh, the jail, I won't be in here long. It's just a little hit and run. Uh, let's play the story from Las Vegas News 8. I've learned Jesus Ayala, the accused driver, appeared to show no remorse when he was taken into custody, even referring to the hit and run and telling an officer he'll get a slap on the wrist since he's in the juvenile system. As we've reported, he has a lengthy criminal history there, but he's not in the juvenile system anymore. Jesus Ayala. Jesus Ayala appearing in adult court for the first time Thursday, facing 18 charges, including murder. The court does find probable cause for your arrest in this case. His co-defendant, Jameer Keys, facing three charges, also including murder. The teens are accused of killing retired police chief Andy Probst, intentionally hitting him as he rode his bicycle in a designated bike lane. Ayala, the accused driver. Keys, the accused passenger who recorded this video. Metro police say this was the third hit and run during their crime spree on August 14th. They're accused of hitting another cyclist earlier that morning, a 72-year-old man who survived. The 8 News Now investigators confirming all three hit and runs are on video. Police say the teens also stole four cars that day. Ayala, 17 at the time, now 18. Keys, 16 years old. Do you believe these teens should remain in custody and what do you think is an appropriate bail amount for each of them? Termination of whether somebody should remain in custody is based upon whether they're a flight risk or danger to the community. Okay, I believe they're potentially both. They have certainly proved that they are dangerous. Clark County District Attorney Steve Wolfson also explaining how his office will work to prosecute both teens for murder. Well, under law in Nevada and most any other place, if you aid and abet, encourage, facilitate, or help in any way another person to commit a crime, you're equally guilty. We've been digging for more details and just learned more about the video. Investigators say they found on Ayala's cell phone a similar scene showing the teens laughing as the engine accelerated to hit the first cyclist who survived. We've learned one of them is heard saying bump him a few times. The teens are expected back in court on Tuesday. We'll be there. They're, they're homicidal maniacs. They should be put away forever. This story you know, unfolded on August 14th when they hit the former Bell police chief, but they didn't find the video until more recently. I guess it circulated at school and a school and, cop talking to the cop's attention. Let's hone in on this. These two murderous, they should they should be executed, these two. They, they, they take out their video, cam, video camera so they can record themselves intentionally running down cyclists. Right, after and they stole the car. After so, they, so this after will make they the joyride even more fun, like a video game. And, and then they're going to they're gonna send the video to their friends. Are they going to post the video? And the teens are laughing. And when they came up behind Probst, uh, one of them said, hit his ass. And they did. And they, and they did. Killed him. And he was tossed over the hood of the vehicle. And then they left him to die. And he died. And here's the quote we're getting. 
the now 18-year-old Ayala said to one of his jailers, you think this juvenile bleep is going to do some bleep? I'll be out in 30 days. I'll bet you. It's just a bleep uh, hit and run, slap on the wrist. Yeah. But now they've been hit with 18 charges, including murder, attempted murder, grand larceny. You heard in that story, they also had a 72-year-old bicyclist who survived. But that was another attempt to kill somebody. Did he I, know that that uh, the guy he hit died? Did he think he was going to get a slap on the wrist 30 days for murder? I don't know when they arrested him and he said that if he knew the guy was dead. But this is what they think. We've been going through this like every day. They all think it doesn't matter. I can and this is Nevada, which is, I right. thought, a little better than California, but maybe not. But it's in the air. Every You know, this is how the, the criminals That's think. Right. No consequences, right. So it is I, in the air. I can kill somebody. It's like a video game. You right. slam your car, you slam your stolen car, some, some older guy on a bike, wipe him out, leave him for dead, laugh, record it, show your friends... Hey, that's the reality. You have all yeah. these dopey politicians so, who think they're setting the criminal justice system right. But, you know, the killers, the people committing the crimes laugh at this. They think it's great that but, it's going this way. Hey, in L.A., this is the world that George Gascon and Michael Moore and Karen Bass has given us. This is the it's, you can see this happening here. Probably will oh, now. The you same know, story. I'm, yes. I'm not biking, biking in the street in those stupid bike lanes. This is going to be the new thing that catches on. Videotape it and, and post it. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFR. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. By AM640. And uh, it's on the radio from 1 until 4. After 4 o'clock, the iHeart app has the John and Ken On Demand podcast. You can listen to what you miss. Well, we're fully loaded. Next hour, we're going to, of course, bring the Moist Line people back, and we're going to throw a hack in a dumpster. And this time, it'll be a little unique because it is something that John Cobelt has not heard. So John Cobelt will listen to the audio of this person mm. and decide exactly when the mob comes to throw them into the dumpster. Will it be 10 seconds in, a minute in, two minutes in? I did. Uh, you, you know what? Uh, we'll talk more about it next hour. But this guy completely slipped by my radar. And now he's got two major. And he's in your backyard. Yes. He's in your backyard is another clue. He's, anyway, he's uh, very close right now. And I played uh, this audio while John was on vacation, and I couldn't believe it. I said, we've got to save this because this person has to go in the dumpster. And I said to myself, I wonder how long into it John will want to just uh, open the trap door. Oh, my and God. This, this guy, he's a weirdo. And you haven't heard this audio, though, have No, you? I haven't. I oh, haven't. Wow. But it I, is a winner. This guy makes Newsom look mild. This guy is so smug and arrogant. It's all in his voice as he delivers his speech that you're going to hear. How come the people who believe in this nonsense are all so smug and arrogant? It really Uh, is cult-like. They almost have like a religious superiority about them. It's a very strange phenomenon. All right, so you'll hear this unfold in one hour. We do Hack at a Dumpster. Now, here's a story that there's really nobody to root for. We have the insurance companies who have been pulling back in the home insurance market. We have the insurance commissioner, Ricardo Calfart Lara. And we have the homeowners that want to build and rebuild their homes in the fire zones. Who do you root for? Anybody's hand go up here? Who do you root for? There's nobody to root for. This is, this is a collision of uh, idiots. Well, so the big announcement was made yesterday that encourages the insurance company to come back and provide coverage in what they call the high-risk fire zones in the hills and the canyons of California. As you know, a lot of them said, we're not writing any new policies. We may honor the ones already in effect, but this is, this is costing us too much money. And they claim the problem is, under the state's regulations, they can't really get much of rate increases through. Right. So that's what Calfart Lara brokered here. A deal where they will come back and start to cover more of the homeowners in the fire zones in exchange for getting higher rate increases through the state regulations. Because apparently it's quite a process. And, of course, the voters passed this years ago with a proposition measure. Well, basically, so, the insurance companies had to go on strike. They had to say, fine, if, that, if, if you're if not going to let that's how us- you're going to play this, and we're not going to bother being right. It's yeah. sort of like the oil companies are doing, too. Well, oh, we're going to shut the refineries then, if that's the, what you're going to do. The state allows PG&E to let its infrastructure go into such major disrepair that you have power lines falling all the time during the Santa Ana winds, during fire season, and and starting huge fires that cost the insurance companies billions of dollars. Well, if that's what the state's going to do, because PG&E uh, bribes 
you know, Newsom and his wife with more money than these insurance companies do. Hey, you know, that's the game. We, we don't have to play. We don't have to play. This is uh, State Farm, Allstate, USAA. They wanted rate increases ranging from 28 to 40 percent because you can't make money in California. The and losses in these fire zones, they're, they're too heavy. I mean, look at what happened in the city of Paradise alone, as an example. Completely destroyed. Imagine if you were the insurer there and all those homes you had to cover the costs of. They're saying, look, if you want us to provide this coverage, we have to have rates that are commensurate with the risk. And, you know, under the regulations, you, you can't get it done. That's what they've been complaining about. But, so John's right. They just decided, all right, then we won't write new policies. We'll okay, just have you, to live with what we have. Insurance company is not a constitutional entitlement. No, no company has to be out, you know, potentially millions of dollars because you build your house in a fire zone. That, right. That's your problem. That's your responsibility. You're, you're, the you're, state has something they call FAIR, California's FAIR plan. So if you can't get a private insurance company to give you property insurance, you can sign up for this, but it apparently has very high rate coverage. Yeah, so. yeah because uh, the, the math works the same way for the state government. Yeah, if, if you're rejected by the private insurance companies, chances are they don't want to take on your risk. So if you go into the state pool, well, they're going to have to charge high rates to cover you too. Like, they can't subsidize that. So the way it works, if you're in a danger zone, you're going to pay a lot more. They give an example, a cabin in the woods, you might get a 200% rate increase. Right. And before you start squawking, it's like, why do you have a cabin in the woods? What do you, what do you think they're going to charge you? Of course, they're going to charge you a lot. So... I looked up an older article because mentioned in this El Segundo Times story about this new deal that Ricardo Lara brokered between the insurance companies and the state. Uh, it, it mentions that he has ethics problems. Uh, and an article in the Chronicle from, a, from last year, they did not endorse him uh, to be insurance commissioner because, uh, well, here it is. After promising to forego insurance industry campaign contributions, Lara accepted an excess of $270,000 from 56 different people with ties to the industry around the time of the last election in 2018. Liar Lara. His office then directly intervened at least twice to overrule the department's administrative law judges to the advantage of businesses with ties to campaign donors. There we go. So, in 2019, he earned more than 174 grand in annual salary, but he stuck taxpayers with a bill to an apartment he rented in Sacramento. Okay, so um, he, he's a crook, basically. The guy's he's always looking right. The for, guy, for the an guy's angle. a crook. Yeah, and and he's really stupid. He, he, you know, he believed that there'd be a cow fart capture technology that you could attach to cows, and that was going to stop uh, global warming. I mean, no. he's, he's he's a loony. He's a loony too. He's, he's he was a state legislator who thought he was going on to bigger things, yeah. but all he's gotten is this insurance commissioner job, which he's now held for a couple of terms. And he has no credibility. Nobody trusts him. But, hey, keep voting for him. I, I The voting patterns in this state are psychotic, absolutely psychotic. It's stunning who people vote for. Yeah, so let's the current vote. investigation is by the Fair Political Practices Commission, and that's usually a, uh, soft a, tough. But, but they think that uh, he's been figuring out a way to funnel insurance industry contributions into his re-election campaign using third parties. That's another mm -hmm. trick yeah. that the politicians use to try to uh, yeah, wander the, the yeah, money into because, their campaign. Because he's, he's, he's a dishonest fool. Yes. He is. He's, a, he's just liar Lara. Right. Uh, it says here, uh, he doesn't seem to know. And, and by the way, I don't... I don't even know how much Lara knew about the whole insurance industry. It's just these are just he a did, landing spot for politicians. He didn't who really wanted bigger and better things like governor. No, he didn't know anything. 
he was the cow fart guy. I, uh, I was shocked when he actually won the insurance commissioner. It's like the cow fart guy is the insurance commissioner. It's like, wow, nobody reads. Nobody reads. Nobody pays attention. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio, 1 till 4, after 4 o'clock, iHeart app for John and Ken On Demand, the podcast. Yeah, and we're on our way to the 3 o'clock hour on a Friday. It'll be the first time in a couple of weeks that we'll have the Moist Line people pay a visit. That'll pop up at 3.20, and again, near the end of the show at 3.50. In between... We have reassembled the many mob members from all over the world. All right, they're mostly from Eastern Europe to help us throw a hack into the dumpster. Because if you don't remember, the hack in a dumpster originated with the Ukrainians throwing a politician who was too Russian favorable into the dumpster. And wasn't that an omen for what was to come, right? Now we have the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. I mean, this was 10 years ago, I think, that this happened. And we couldn't believe it. We saw the video and we said, all right, that's what we have to start doing, throwing hacks into a dumpster and... We started with the Ukrainian mob members, but it has grown uh, for quite an international crowd of mob members that come and help us throw a hack into the dumpster. It's a brand new face, one that John just mentioned should yeah. have been on our radar because they're in our backyard. Yeah. So, um, and, a real, wow. and a real weirdo, too. When you hear this audio, you'll agree front of the line into the dumpster for this person. So that comes up after the news at 3.30. Uh, right now, we're going to talk about apparently a growing trend of, of lawsuits. More and more, and a lot of them are class action, which means, you know, lawyers get a pretty good cut. They're against food companies for misleading advertising. You know, all the years you've seen the commercials on TV and the burger looks huge and everything looks delicious. And then you go to the restaurant, it's like, are you kidding me? Well, there are some people that are taking this to the next level. And they're filing class action lawsuits against food and beverage companies. The numbers have jumped just in the last few years. In August, a federal judge in Florida refused to dismiss a class action lawsuit that claims Burger King's ads overstate the amount of meat in the Whopper and the other sandwiches. Now, does, do the commercials, do they actually gave you a, a weight? Of the meter, right, just talking they... about people looked at the picture or looked at the commercial and said, well, when I go there, it's this little shrinked up thing that uh, they give me on a small bun. I don't, I don't know. Well, unless they're saying, hey, you get a you get a six ounce patty. I don't I don't know what the fraud is. I mean, because camera angles can always be deceptive. And is, is that six ounces before being cooked or after? Uh, that's right. You lose uh... the shrinkage. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't understand Do, See, this looks like a law firm making stuff up, and then they ask their, you know, one of the law partners' brother-in-laws to be the test case. Well, I, I don't think any person at home can tell <laughs> how big the patty is and then match it to what they see when they go to the Burger King. Nobody's done that. This, this is a lawyer cooked up this idea. But haven't you seen a TV ad and it's this big, fat, beautiful, meaty burger with delicious lettuce and tomato hanging out? And then you go to the place and you're like, what the hell? Oh, all of them. I don't believe TV ads. Uh, I just don't believe I, them. I mean, you know, at some point, what are you, eight years old? Oh, a TV ad misled you. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like a politician who says he's going to solve all the problems. Yeah, yeah TV you're, ad. you're probably still. No in more traffic. It'll be traffic free. Are you still into the Easter Bunny, too? I mean, what, what's, what's wrong with you? Now, but how many people have run into this? Although most of these lawsuits got dismissed, you get the bag of chips and you're looking at it and it's like, holy crap, it's mostly air. Yes, right? all the time. Every <laughs> bag of chips that I have. 
Every single time. Uh, you eat, you don't Those eat were some of the chips. first false yes, advertising claims against snack chip makers. Yeah, what do you get, like avocado pop, chips? <laughs> pop chips. What are pop chips? They uh, are not they're fried. Like, yeah, they're like baked. Um, you they're not bad. You actually. probably eat kale chips. I have. But my favorite are the pop chips. In fact, my husband has to hide them from me because I can't just... I Seriously, I, I'm... A, it's ridiculous. That's I, your addiction. I, well, that and among other things. Yeah. Pop chips? I love pop chips. You know, I had one kale chip. You did? Oh, yeah. no. My, my, no. No, one kale chip. My, my wife... My, we were walking past the grocery store, and my wife said, can you go inside and get me a bag of kale chips? <laughs> and I said, why do I have to do that and embarrass myself? People are going to be looking at me like, who's the goon buying kale chips? All right, so I bought the kale chips. I gave her one. She goes, oh, that's disgusting. She spit it out. So I said, oh, let me try. And I bit into it. It's like, whoa, that's disgusting. I can't believe you even tried it. Well, oh, I went back and I told the clerk, I said, these are disgusting. I want my money back. You did? Did yes. you get your money back? I got the money back because <laughs> they were disgusting. They... So, so there have been lawsuits over the uh, snack chip makers not completely filling the bags. Most of those got dismissed, but they kind of started this. Uh, there's been hundreds of lawsuits since 2019. People are claiming, this is a good one, they're being misled by vanilla-flavored products that don't actually contain pure vanilla or vanilla beans. Well, yeah, so, they, have, they have artificial... What do you do, take that to a lab and have it analyzed? It's or? artificial flavoring. And usually that is in the ingredient list, which is, you know, extremely tiny. And, it, you know, it's like the 17th ingredient on the list. Yeah, here's, well, the, here's the thing with the... That one worked. Uh, Dr. Pepper and A&W paid $15 million to settle claims from customers who said made uh, with aged vanilla was not real. They oh, used synthetic flavoring. That, yeah, that's just that's just lawyers raping these companies. They, I'm mean, There's nobody actually upset that there isn't real vanilla. Oh, yeah, I, would be, I would be upset if I wanted to buy something that had real natural vanilla... And it didn't say that it was artificial or something that that <laughs> smells and tastes like vanilla. See? I'd be upset. Now, would I go I would sue? Be, Probably you, not. You'd be upset. I would. I'd be very disappointed. <laughs> you could sign on to a class action lawsuit. Boy, it's got to be. You a, might get a dollar. A or wild ride right. going shopping with you. Uh. <laughs> She's upset about the fake vanilla in the. In I the, would because if I'm buying so, something that 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 says that it's real, then I expect it to be real. Now, in the Burger King case, the claim is that advertisements and photos on the store menu boards show burgers that are about 35% larger with double the meat than the burgers people purchased. And John's right. You have to be an eight-year-old not to know that the picture is supposed to entice you, but it's not real. What, are you and don't they always wait, say wait, that? Wait, wait, they have like a little disclaimer underneath, not but, actual size. But that's stupid. So if so Burger King has a billboard over a freeway and there's a gigantic burger. No, it's a menu uh, board in the store. It wouldn't be a gigantic. But it's, this, it's the same thing. that you, you don't have to present the actual proportion. Yeah. But don't you? Wouldn't that be the way out? Just put a little disclaimer underneath. Some, and, and sometimes they do. You know, you know about the potato chip bag uh, scam. See, they, they, oh, with the air, people yeah. are very sensitive to because people are stupid on this too. They're sensitive to price changes. So let, let's say a bag of potato chips. I don't even know what they cost. What do they cost? Like two fifty. Two fifty. Yeah, no okay. idea now. Okay, yeah. so let's say they're two fifty. You don't want to raise them to three dollars. So instead of putting 10 ounces of potato chips, you put eight ounces of potato chips. You keep the price the same way because right. people will be sensitive to the price, but they will not generally be sensitive to fewer ounces of potato chips. And so you have more and more air in the bag. And that, oh, that's I the see. scam they pull. All right, we got more coming up. We are approaching the 3 o'clock hour, and it's Friday.
So what's going to happen is we're returning with the Moist Line people at 3.20 and near the end of the show. And we are returning with mob members to throw a hack into the dumpster. Someone that just came up on our radar in the last couple of weeks. And the audio that goes with this is unbelievable. John Cobelt will decide when the mob lifts this person up <laughs> and hurls them into the dumpster. It could be 10 seconds in. It could be a minute in. I don't know. I may want to hear the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, 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 yeah, I don't think you're going to get through the whole thing. John and Ken, KFI AM 640 live everywhere. I heard radio app. Deborah Mark in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.